Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Who has been around at CCM Heaton's for longer than three months? Okay, most people. Who's been around for longer than six months? Most people. Longer than a year? Longer than two years? Okay, right, now we're going post pre-pandemic. Longer than three years? A few people gone down. Longer than four years? Still got a lot of hands up. Longer than four years. Now you're starting to think, okay, how long has this site actually been going for? <laughs> Who has been here as long as you can remember till the kind of beginning-ish? 2015, yes, 2015. Right way back at the beginning. The, I, was going to say the, the, I was going to say the bitter end, but it's the bitter <laughs> beginning. Yeah, yeah. So basically, for those of you who haven't been around that long, CCM Heaton's, well, it wasn't called this back then, Started way back, started 2015, about seven years ago. Colin Barney led CCM, was like, right, let's get a prayer meeting. So he got me, him, and Catherine, and we met at Catherine's house for a prayer meeting. For some reason, James Adams, who now leads, leads CCM Reddish, showed up as well. I think he got lost. He didn't really know what he was there for, but he prayed anyway. So basically, with the four of us, had this little prayer meeting, started 2015 at Catherine's. I still remember it. And we prayed to God that God would start a new site, a new site, a new, new service, a new church. Um, and we prayed there in, in Catherine's house in Fallowfield. And uh, basically that meeting, we prayed. And, and what happened was kind of what happened next was that led to a, a, a prayer meeting getting started. And then it led to like a midweek group, which Catherine led at her house, which continued and that, that grew. Um, and now I wasn't kind of around at this point. I kind of was there for the first prayer meeting and then basically disappeared. Yeah, yeah, Catherine knows that. Yeah, so I was around. I, I was over at CCM Lady Barn. So like, if I'm talking about this like, like I was around, I wasn't from this point on. I will enter back into the story later on. But yeah, Catherine was around. She led things in those beginning times with Colin, that little small group of grew. Um, and basically, we eventually called it CCM West Didsbury. It's, it's had a lot of names, okay, the Heatons. It's had a lot of names. We're gonna, I'm, hopefully I'm going to get these right. If I don't, Catherine will correct me. Um, but after about a year of that, um, um, in sort of um, 2016, after kind of meeting midweek, Tim and Vicky Simmons came in and they kind of took over. And by this time, the group had grown enough to move to a Sunday. And that first Sunday meeting was, according to a Facebook picture I found online, was in February 2016. And it was in the Greenfinch pub in West Didsbury. It's on that crossroads. It's now closed. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So basically, we had this meeting. And this is the picture. Now, you know when you look at these pictures and you think, oh, there's probably a lot more people out of shot? No, there's not. No, basically everybody's in shot. So this is our first Sunday. This is everyone in the Greenfinch. And then basically what happened, we had one Sunday. Everything seemed to go fine. I was talking with Tim about this during the week. And everything seemed to go fine. And then just basically, that was it. The Greenfinch just phoned like the next few days and said, yeah, we, we don't want you anymore. Um, you can't meet. So it was this one Sunday. So then what happened after that? Um, basically, after that first ill-fated Sunday, but it was fine. Uh, Tim assures us there was nothing he did wrong. He didn't break anything. He didn't, you know, the, cle- the cleaner didn't like you being there. Yeah, okay. So, oh, I see. That is, the cleaner didn't like you being there because you're in the way of the hoovering. 
So then we moved the, the Sunday meetings upstairs in the, the upstairs room of the Slug and Lettuce restaurant in Didsbury. Do we know what that is? Kind of in the main high street of Didsbury. Now, because we were now in Didsbury, dropped the West from the name, so it became CCM Didsbury. Um, so that's the first name change. Now, the Slug and Lettuce did work for a while, but it wasn't ideal, partly because there was no kids' workrooms. So if you look here, like, the kids are literally on the floor. The only place you could have the kids in a separate room was on the balcony, basically, which, you know, causes all sorts of kind of, you know, issues, shall we say. Um, so basically, after, the, after that, we, we kind of looked for a new venue and eventually found Kingsburn Hall in Burnage. Then we changed the name again because uh, no longer Didsbury, and it became CCM Kingsway, because Kingsburn Hall is on the Kingsway Road. Um, and met there for a few years, a good, good few years. And then, and this is where I come back in, in January 2020, Tim and Vicky handed over leadership of Kingsway to me and Elizabeth. I'd been leading CCM Ladybourne up to this point at one of our other sites. And then Tim and Vicky moved across to lead CCM Gorton. So that was kind of the transition point. Now, Elizabeth and I, we, we took over leading Kingsway at, a, at an interesting time, shall we say. Now, around the time we took over, a number of people left Kingsway because they were moving away from Manchester for work. I did ask him numerous times, is this because of me taking over? And he's like, no, 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 they're actually moving. They're actually moving. So they moved away. And then around the same time, our Withenshaw church plant stopped. And some of the people started coming along to Kingsway from that. So there was a bit of an in and out of a number of people. And what also made it an interesting time uh, to take over was that after our first few Sundays, um, we were there, we had our second child, which was great, which was great, but it just meant we were out for a bit. And then a few weeks after we were back, COVID hit. So all the plans of what we wanted to do, had to be put on hold. We, We moved our services and our community groups online like everybody else. Now, I think, to be honest, I think as a church, we did a pretty good job during COVID, keeping people fairly well connected and looking out for people and cooking meals. Um, uh, But I think another thing that actually happened actually during COVID as well was that our city centre site stopped and a few people from there started coming along to Kingsway. So basically, we had people from three CCM sites, many of whom who didn't know each other and couldn't really get to know each other in a meaningful way because we were in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, so that, it was an interesting time to take over, shall we say. Then COVID restrictions started to ease and services resumed, but we, we couldn't get back to, into Kingsburn Hall because the church who own it, South Man, were using it for their services. So we venue shared with CCM Ladybourne for a bit, and then we started praying for a new venue. And then this place came up. Now, the way we found this place is quite interesting. So Rosalind Roden, who goes to, well, was going to CCM Lady Barn, she was looking for a venue for Reddish. And she said, I was just sitting in my living room and I just felt prompted, whether it was from God, to just pick up this magazine that was sitting on the table. I picked it up, I opened it, and it was a full page spread about the Heaton Centre. And I thought, that's interesting. She looked at the bottom, found the number, phoned up, came and saw the place. And she's like, this is good. Now, Eventually, she didn't get it for Reddish because we kind of nicked it for Heaton's, but um, that's a longer story. They eventually found somewhere else for Reddish, which was actually in Reddish, not in, you know, in Heaton Moor. Um, but that's, that's what happened there um, with, with Rosalind, which I just think was a, was a really interesting thing. And I, I remember just thinking that, yeah, there's a real God moment here. And then a few a month or so later, when we we're deciding, look, will we actually go for this venue? We, we got together and we started to pray about it. 
and uh, we're praying through whether we should do this. And I remember, sorry, I'm going to embarrass you, Andy, but um, I remember Andy Wilson just praying, just having a word and saying, look, I feel like God says there's something of a city on a hill cannot be hidden. And there's something of us moving to this place that is on the top of a hill. Because I don't know if you know, if you drive here, you don't see it. But if you run up here, Heatmore is definitely on the top of the hill. And Andy was like, I'm a runner. I've run that. It's on the top of the hill. And there was just a real, I don't know, a real God thing in it. And just of, of that word. And I always remember that. I thought it was kind of almost confirmation from God that we were to move here. So we moved here last July. And we changed the name again to CCM Heaton's. So we've gone West Didsbury, Didsbury, Kingsway, Heaton's. Now, I think it was, it was a great move for us, moving to Heaton Moor. We've also grown quite a bit in this last year. Now, I was doing some kind of calculations. Now, you might not know it because over the summer, like half the church has been away on holiday for the entire summer. But I was looking at who we have, and we've actually added 20 adults and 13 kids to the Heaton's in this last year. 20 adults and 13 kids. So last summer, if my calculations are correct, I was doing some, there were 40 adults and 17 kids at CCM Heaton's when we moved here, okay? Now, one year later, there's now 60 adults and 30 kids, and all those kids are under the age of 10, okay? So that's 50% growth in one, one year, which means this room, which was great for us a year ago, is, you know, when, you know, two-thirds of the church show up is kind of too small. I mean, we're all right now when the kids leave, but certainly when the kids are in, it's getting a bit tight. Now, I'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But why have we grown? Well, I think, I mean, one of the reasons we've grown, there's a few reasons. I think partly COVID, there was a lot of people just, maybe their churches didn't open up or things changed. A lot of people just looking for a new church and they couldn't move during COVID. That's one thing. I think partly it's because there aren't many churches like us in Heaton Moor. So numerous people who live here have told me that, that there's, there's lots of, of more traditional churches here where the age demographic is much older, but there isn't really another young evangelical charismatic church in this area. So a lot of growth, I think, has come because of where we're located, but also I think it's because it's just a God thing us moving here. I think really God has directed us to this place to set up a church here and to be a light in, in this place. I think that's a, a real part of it. And, and I just think when I think of Roslyn, you know, being guided to this place, when I think of Andy and that word he had and other people who had words and pictures as well, I think it's a real God thing. So for me, the main thing I, I've, I, I've wanted to do in this last year sort of post, well, I say post-COVID, but it's been kind of in and out, hasn't it? But the, the main thing I wanted to do this last year was focus on building community. Because basically, we've had so many people who have come, who've been around at Kingsway for quite a while. Um, we've had people who've come in from CCM Withenshaw. We've had people who've come in from the city centre. We've had people who've joined uh, pretty recently as well. And I realised last summer that lots of people just don't really know each other, um, which is why Elizabeth and I, we started, Elizabeth started the women's group, which meets every month, it was basically just to get people together so they get to know each other. And I started the men's group, which meets less frequently, shall we say. <laughs> I have been less diligent with that one. And normally it's just, yeah, let's have a curry on a Friday night. But really, the idea is to get people together so we get to know each other. 
And one of my goals this last year has really to, to be to build a strong church community, not to have little groups of like, you know, like world school Kingsway, you know, or we came from the city center or we came from Withenshaw or we're the newbies, but a real sense of unity about being part of CCM Peters. That's been what I've really wanted to, to get and have in this last year. And it's been so lovely to see lots of people who a few months ago didn't know each other and are now meeting up and hanging out together. And it's also been really encouraging to see people really make an effort to connect with each other and build community. You know, not just hang out with your friends, but like trying to meet up with new people and people who maybe are different to you and aren't quite like you. So that's a little bit of the history of CCM Heaton's. And I tell you that because sometimes it's just helpful to look at the past before looking to the future, which is what I want us to do now and over these next three weeks. And I think now is a moment for us as a church to look to the future of who we are as a site within CCM and and what we want to see happen. So that's what we're going to be doing over the next three Sundays together and also in the community groups for the next three weeks as well. We're going to be focusing on this in community groups too. Now, one of the the many instructions that Jesus gave to his disciples, um, the ones from which all the other instructions flow from, are the great commandment and the great commission. Now, the great commandment is when Jesus says the most important commands in all the law is to love the Lord, with all, Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself, which is Matthew 22. The great commission, on the other hand, is the task Jesus gave to his followers following his resurrection to make disciples of all nations. We get Matthew 28. Now, at CCM, we speak about these three commands of Jesus using the language of devotion. Okay, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind community, love your neighbors yourself, and mission, making disciples of all nations. And we call these three things CCM's DNA, if you like. It's, these, these are the three things that make us tick. They're what we focus on. And they're kind of almost like the filter we use to decide what we do and what we don't do. These three things, we believe, are the way we see people get saved, the way we see churches get planted, and the way the kingdom of God grows. Devotion, community, and mission. And over these next three Sundays, I want to talk about the vision of CCM Heaton's, where we're going as a site, where we're going in terms of devotion, and I want to talk about where we're going in terms of community, and where we're going in terms of mission. So I'm going to focus on one each of these things over the next three Sundays. And what I want to, want to do in each sermon is to open up things so that we start to think about what we want to see at the Heaton's over the next, say, three years or so in these areas of devotion, community, and mission. Then in each of our community groups over the next three weeks, we're going to look at these three areas. And one of the things I want all of you to do, and you can start thinking about this even before you have community groups this week, is I want you to come up with some ideas of what you would like to see in these areas of devotion and community and mission at the Heatons. And I'm sort of, it doesn't have to be this length of time, but I've sort of thought, okay, three years, in three years time, what would we like to have here? Now, what the community group leaders will then do is they'll write some of these ideas down. And then at our next wider leaders team, and wider leaders is basically a team of people who lead stuff at Heaton's, we will feed them into, now this is where it gets a bit technical, everyone. We'll feed them into like a strategy document that I often use for church called a house model. I think we have a picture of it here, do we? Yes, this is something uh, I learned when I was doing my master's at my theology college. Um, it's something I've used at CCM Lady Barn, numbers of different places. And what you do is you draw a picture of a house. The roof is where you want to get to. So we're CCM. It's probably quite hard to read, but it says they're transforming lives, transforming communities. So we want to see 
lives transformed, we want to see communities transformed. I mean, it's, it's the Great Commission, isn't it? It's, we want to see people change. And then devotion, community, and mission are the ways we get there, the things we do to see that mission achieved. And then the culture at the bottom, this is kind of the foundation, these are the attitudes we have while we do these things to achieve the thing at the top. So the culture, you may have, you may have heard at CCM, we've got think the best. We want to think the best of people, not the worst. We're generous in what we do, in our money, and how we give, and how we serve. We have a have-a-go culture, so we want people to have a go and try things, try new things. We're wholehearted. We're not stingy. We have a second-chance culture, so we don't just get someone to do something, and if they fail at it, it's like, right, you never get to try it again. We give people a second chance. We're forward-looking. We're thinking, what's the next thing? Visionary. And also, we love eating together. That's a real value of ours, which we're going to practice next week. So that's... That's the house model. And what we're going to do is, my, my hope is that off the back of our community groups is we fill in a bunch of things in these three pillars. Yeah, and I've just put some examples here. Now, again, it might be quite hard to read, but, you know, in the area of devotion, for example, have inspiring corporate worship and inspiring preaching. Um, have a culture of prayer embedded throughout the church. Have five worship leaders and five regular preachers. Again, another just a target of having more people able to serve in certain areas having numerous discipleship small groups, meeting regularly across the church. Again, just a few ideas. But what I'd love us to do is, off the back of our community groups, that we fill these things in with, I don't know, seven or eight things for each of them. And then, and I don't know, a month or so, I'll come back and I'll put it up here and I'll go, ta-da, and everyone will be like, yay! Or you'll be like, oh, this is awful, this is terrible. Something will happen, but I'll present it back here and then we'll be like... Yeah, let's go for it. It's something that will just give us some direction. And, and, and my hope is that this can be something that guides us over the next few years or so. Now, it's worth saying we're not going to be a slave to this. And, you know, God can speak and change things and move us in different directions. But my hope is that we will, we will all prayerfully engage with this. You know, so what I want you to think, what, what could I share? What could I add to this? Prayerfully engage with this. And we'll come out with some great ideas and a greater sense of direction and purpose about where we're going. Now, it's also worth saying that, um, you know, not every idea you come up with will make it onto the list, probably. I imagine we won't have enough room for all that. We may have to generalize a bit. And also, I'm acutely aware that as a church, there's lots of people with kids here um, and, you know, jobs and limited capacity. Now, this isn't just about us doing more things, putting more events on. There may be a bit of that. But it's also about just giving a bit of direction to the stuff that we're already doing as well, a bit of vision and direction for that. So it's as much that as it is adding new things. Now, there's a few things I think we should feed into this discussion. Firstly, I think we need to feed into this discussion our vision for kids' work. Now, we've got 30 kids at the Heatons. I went, I was saying it earlier, I went to Hillsong Church last Sunday in Munich. There's like a church of like four or 500 people. We've got more kids in our kids' work than they do, you know? <laughs> so now, it's a little bit demographic. You know, they're a bit younger. People haven't had so many kids. But, like, we do have a lot of kids, which is great. And our kids' workers do a fantastic job of, of leading kids. Actually, do we have any kids' work, kids workers here? Crash or kids' workers here? Stand up. Stand up. Yes. Crash or kids? Yes. I'm sorry, Kat. Stand up for Crash or We're going to applaud you now. Ready? Let's go. Round of applause for our Crash or kids' workers. The ones who are actually doing the hard work today don't get a round of applause, but maybe you guys can applaud them yourselves afterwards. But we really do appreciate all you do. 
And I think we need to see that our kids' work is a hugely important aspect of our mission as a site. Often we think of mission, we think out there, well, actually, we've got all these kids coming here and we can teach them the things of God. And, you know, my goal for our kids' work, this is what I want to see. I want to see all 30 of our kids grow up to become strong Christians who know and love the Lord and change the world for Jesus. That's, that's the vision. That's what I want. Every single one of them, not one gets missed out. Okay, that's what I want to see. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, what, what a great legacy for, I mean, not just the heat, what a great legacy for the world. You know, you send out 30 kids, well, 30 adults then on fire for Jesus to serve him. It'd be fantastic. You know, I can still remember stuff I learned in kids' work over 30 years ago. And these kids, if they're anything like mine, they're sponges, you know? They'll be remembering and taking on board so much of what we teach them. And, you know, we have such a great opportunity to teach them the things of God, the good news of the of grace and the gospel and also i think it, it's so good the way these kids also have each other you know they're not on your own and maybe some of you have grown up in a church and you're like the only kid well it's, we don't have that here they've got each other and they can help each other as they grow up in the faith you know i was talking to elizabeth elizabeth had like kind of a, a kids work in a youth group in her church that was like a, a big group of kids they kind of all grew up together and elizabeth still meets up with them now her, and her faith really was was shaped and helped by that big group of kids who could grow up and help each other now you may have heard the saying it takes a village to raise a child have we heard of that saying yeah i i want to change it to say it takes a church to raise a child and i think that is true so I just want to say that we all have a part to play in this, not just those of us who have kids. We all have a part to play in, in helping nurture these kids to know and love the Lord. So I think that's a, a part, something that really needs to play in to our kind of vision and our discussion on this. I think we also need to think about our venue, where we are. Now, it's served us well over the last year. It was a great move for us. Now, there's loads of rooms for kids' work, but this room we're getting in, when you know, everybody shows up, it's too small. I mean, we're fine now, but when everybody shows up, when the kids are in, it's too small. We, we need to have something that is, that is a, a bit bigger because we've grown in the last year. So we're looking for a new venue. We have been for a while, but we, we want to stay in the Heatons if possible. I mean, when I think of vision, I would just love to have a vibrant, you know, evangelical, charismatic church in the Heatons, you know, that everybody knows about, that is reaching out of the community, that is doing stuff to help the poor, the lost, everything. That's what I'd love. And I think a new venue here would help us to do that. Um, but we're, we're looking at two different venues, um, both very close to here. Um, they haven't quite come off, but we're kind of, we're praying about it. Uh, we're keeping an eye out for other venues too. If you see anywhere, if you know anywhere, let us know. But I think a new building would mean more space to grow, but also potentially more space to do outreach, for example. You know, do a parents and tots group or do the occasional family fund. Things that we can't do here, but we could do in a more favorable venue. So that, those are two things I think we need to feed into this discussion. I think also another thing I want us to feed into this discussion, as Becca mentioned, well, she forgot to mention, but I'm going to mention it. It was one of the things she forgot to mention. But anyway, we're going to start a CAP job club jointly with CCM Reddish. So it's going to be a Heaton's Reddish kind of thing, helping people who basically are out of work to get back into work. 
Now, it's, it's also a great way to connect with people who are going through tough times in life and basically showing them God's love as well as some practical help and support. Now, Rona, many of you know Rona. Rona is going to be helping to head that up with Nikki, who goes to Reddish. So again, if you'd like to get involved in that, if you'd like to help out at that, do speak to me, speak to Rona afterwards. But again, just a way of, of reaching out into the community. So it's important. I think it's important for us to feed those three things in. Now, that's about the longest intro I have ever done to a sermon in my entire life and probably ever will do. Some of you are like, is he, is he actually going to mention the Bible today? You know, well, I will. I will get there. But I just felt it's important for us to set the scene for not just this morning, but for the next three weeks and just set everything up in terms of community groups and what we're doing, where we're going. So this morning, we're going to look briefly at the first of these, these three things, which is devotion. Now, there's lots we could say about a topic like devotion, but this morning, I just want to briefly focus on two things. Firstly, what devotion is, and secondly, how we can grow in it. Okay, so firstly, what is devotion? Well, Oxford Dictionary defines devotion as love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person or activity, which I think is a great definition. And words that are similar um, to devotion include faithfulness, steadfastness, dedication, commitment, and affection. So you, you kind of get a bit of an idea of what we're talking about here when we talk about devotion. And, and as we said earlier, one of the key Bible passages that shows us what devotion is, is Matthew chapter 22, verses 33 to 40, which I'm just going to read now. It says this, it'll appear on the screen or you can follow along yourselves. Matthew 22, 33 to 40, it says this. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. Never a good sign when the Pharisees get together in the Bible, when Jesus is around. One of them, an expert of the law, tested him with a question. So he didn't want to know the answer. He was just trying to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Okay. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So this morning, I want to focus on the the first commandment that Jesus mentions. We'll focus on the next one next week when we look at community. But Jesus says here to love God with all your heart, our soul, and our mind. Now, these three things are chosen not to limit the way we love God to three things, to three characteristics of us, but to represent the idea of, of loving God with every part of our being. So devotion to God means to love God with every part of who we are. That's what devotion is. Now, most of us probably agree that if you love someone, you will want to spend some time with them. You'll want to get to know them better. You'll want to know what they're thinking, what makes them tick. You'll want to show them that they're important to you. You'll perhaps prioritize them over other things. You'll make sacrifices for them. Those are some of the ways we show someone that we love them. And the same is true for God. These are some of the ways we show that we love God. But devotion is more than just showing our love for God. Devotion is when we combine these ways of showing our love for God with faithfulness and commitment, like I mentioned earlier. Now, it's showing love for God, but it's also combined with a kind of determination that you won't let like changing circumstances or the busyness of life take over and change or reduce your love for God. Devotion means that whatever season of life you're in, whatever challenges or demands you're facing, it doesn't change your love 
for God. There's a determination, a faithfulness, a steadfastness there that just keeps you loving God. No matter what's happening, you're like, yeah, I'm going to keep loving God. And in fact, I think devotion means that you let God use whatever challenge you're facing, whatever season you're in, to deepen your love for him. I think that's what devotion is about as well. And my hope and my prayer for every person here at CCM Heaton's, kids, adults, everyone who's here who's not here, everyone, is that we would all grow in our love and devotion for Jesus over this next season. And that we would be able to, to say in every season, in every situation, God is good, he is for me, he loves me, and I love him. And nothing can separate me from the love of God. I want all of us to really be able to say that from our hearts and mean it. And my vision is that we would all... Be able to say like Paul did in his letter to the Philippians, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So basically, for me to live is about living for Jesus. That's number one thing. And to die, well, you know what? I'm going to have a better life when I die. My vision is that we would all be able to say like David in Psalm 16, you're my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. In other words, if I'm connected to God, even if I lose everything, I have the most important thing. Everything else is secondary compared to God. He is my first love. That's what I'd love for us to have. That we're just like, yes, God, you are number one. Absolutely number one. So that's my vision and prayer for everyone here at CCM Heaton, me included, that we'd all grow in our love and devotion for Jesus in this way. Now, before I, I look at briefly how we might grow in our love and devotion, my goal is not to make everyone here feel guilty. You know, because you might be thinking, oh, you know what? I don't really love God in the, the devoted way that you've described, Andy. I'm not going to make a song and dance about it, but I'm it. yeah, okay. I think it's important to keep in mind that this is something we grow in. You know, it's not like those two categories, devoted, sit on the left side, and non-devoted, sit on the right side. It's not that, you know, it, it's more of a gradual thing. So I don't want to feel guilty, but I do want to, like, whet our appetite a bit for more, you know, like... Wherever we're at in our faith, there'd be a little bit of like, you know what, I want a bit more, more closeness to God, more just, I don't know, more, more devotion to God. So I want to whet our appetite for that. So that's what devotion is. Secondly, finally, let's look at how we grow in our devotion. Well, one way to grow in our devotion to God, and I know this is going to sound really simple, one way to grow in our devotion to God is to just Think about him a bit more in our everyday lives. That's it. Just think about him a bit more in our everyday lives. This is something that um, a 17th century monk called Brother Lawrence did very well. And he's written a book about it. You may have heard of his book, Practicing the Presence of God. A bit of a Christian classic. One of my favorite Christian books. It's had a big impact on me and my walk with God. But in the book, Brother Lawrence... Uh, who's this who's a monk now it sounds really spiritual but basically he's the monk who washes the dishes that's his job in the you know he's, he's not like some grand kind of big kind of he's not he washes the dishes that's his job and, and basically brother Lawrence shares how he practices the presence of God and encourages others to do the same and what he means by practicing the presence of God's presence was to go about your day as you normally would doing chores going to work etc but while you do all these things you're in constant conversation with God You think about him, you praise him, you ask him for help. Whatever you do, whatever you encounter in your day, you're aware that God is with you and you involve him in what you do by thinking about him and by praying to him. Now, Brother Lawrence grew in this way of life over the course of 40 years. And at the end of his life, he had such a close and loving relationship with God 
that he said that there was no difference for him between official prayer times and the rest of his day because he was just thinking about God and talking to him throughout his whole day, not just during the prayer times. And this led him to be able to face pain and suffering in his life with such a peace and a joy because he had such closeness to God. Now, before you all start beating yourself up and think, gosh, I don't do that. Um, Brother Lawrence developed this way of life over the course of 40 years. So you all got a bit of time, okay? So you've got a bit of time in the tank for this. Another way we could grow in our devotion is, is simply by spending time with God. Again, I know it sounds really simple. It's often almost too simple to say. Like what Mary did when Mary and Martha had Jesus over. You know, Mary spent time with Jesus while Martha was busy getting the dinner ready. And Jesus commanded Mary for spending time with him. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I heard a quote recently. Someone once asked Mother Teresa for advice in growing in their devotion to God. And she just replied saying, well, when you spend an hour a day adoring your Lord and never do anything which you know is wrong, you'll be fine. <laughs> when you spend an hour a day adoring your Lord and never do anything you know is wrong, you'll be fine. And that was it. And the, the guy who asked was like, oh, okay, fine. And she walked on. <laughs> that, was, that was it. <laughs> but there's something important about just spending time with the Lord, reading his Bible, praying with him. I know for me, my quiet time is a very important time for me. Um, I know for Elizabeth and I, we both have to kind of battle to, to have quiet times with three kids. I now use earplugs to make sure my quiet times still are quiet. Um, but it's an important time, is it? But it's so easy to get distracted. It's so easy to allow the busyness of life to kind of crowd out our time with God. You know, I, I was, um, many of you know Elizabeth and I, we were in Munich seeing Elizabeth's family uh, for the last kind of 10 days. We got back on Thursday. And one of the things I always do when I go to Munich is I'll go to the big cathedral, Frauenkirche, right in the center of Munich. And I'll take my Bible, notebook, and I'll arrange it with Elizabeth, so her and mom of the kids, some afternoon. I'll go there just for a few hours, Bible, notebook, and just, and just pray, just spend time with God, take some notes, hear what God's saying to me. And yeah, just a really important time for me to just sit and be with God. I love doing that, really, really good. But one of the things I always notice when I go there is I'll be there in one of the seats, and it's right in the center of Munich, so there's often tourists kind of walking around the edges. And I've noticed, when you go into the Frauenkirche, have you ever been there? There's a massive crucifix. I mean, we're talking like 30 feet high, 20 feet wide, hanging from the ceiling, you know, about 100 feet up. Huge, big thing. Big wooden crucifix. And so many of the tourists, they'll walk in, and they'll see the candles, and they'll take a picture of the candles, you know, and they'll see a little shrine, and they'll take a picture of it, and they'll take pictures of the, of the big stained glass windows, and they'll take pictures of all the little things and ornaments and things there is in a big Catholic church, and then they'll walk out, and I'll notice that they've completely missed seeing the cross. <laughs> they just haven't, I'm like, I just want to go, look up, and oh, right, there it is, yeah, they've missed Jesus, and I just wonder if that's a picture for a lot of our lives. You know, we're so busy with life that we've neglected spending time with Jesus. And honestly, I know what it's like. You know, there are so many distractions and, and to be honest, if we're honest, excuses that can keep us from spending time with God. Sometimes it can be like, look, I'll prioritize God when the kids are grown up or when I can afford it financially, or when I've had a good night's sleep, or when my health is better, or when I'm happy in my career, or when I've finished studying. But I just want to say for all of us, the time is now. 
The time to prioritize God and your relationship with him is not next year or the year after the year. The time is now. And you may think, oh, it's going to be a busy term. The time is still now. Oh, I've got the kids. Got the, the time is now to prioritize God and your relationship with him. So if you remember nothing else from today, remember that. 